don't know about you, but when I get to that place of this type of worship, the intimacy that comes from that, man, I, something I can't explain, I can't describe, but something about it is when the Spirit comes and sits on us, His presence fills us. There's nothing like it, really. There's nothing like it when He walks in the room. Praise God. Praise His name. So, of course, I'm now Pastor Brandon, um, but continue to pray for him. He's still uh, dealing with um, some type of bug, but man, he came uh, last Sunday and preached his guts out. And, and that's what it's about, man. Like, you know, he didn't care how he was feeling. He knew to be obedient to what God is wanting to do. And so, today, you get me. So, a good thing about that is... Uh, We'll get home on time today, all right? We'll get home on time. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Man, starting off the new year with me speaking is uh, crazy, crazy to me. But uh, we're going to get through it. Um, but, man, God has plenty of new things in store for 2024, you know? And the good thing about that is, you know, even though it's a new year, God is still the same. Amen? We serve the same God. Day in and day out. Nothing changes without him. Though the years may change, the seasons may change, but God stays and he remains the same. Amen. God is faithful. Yeah. We need to understand that God is faithful. Always. How many of you know that we serve a God that delivers? Amen. How many Amen. of you know that we serve a God that restores, Amen. heals, sets the prisoners free in this place? Yes. Anybody, any believers out there right now? So much. But man, about the new year, I'm so excited what God is going to do, even though I don't know. But anything God is doing, it's good. Amen? It's good. So, speaking of the new years, we always have this one thing. The beginning of the year, anybody know what that is? There we go, Larry. New Year's resolutions. How many in this room got some New Year's resolutions? Nobody? All right, we learned. We learned. You know, but I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But New Year's resolutions are what people love to set for the for uh, the new year. See, all these are good things. Anybody can think of any some New Year's resolutions. Speaking of some students, what are some New Year's resolutions for you guys? Lose weight. Go to the gym. Lose weight. Go to the gym. How about organizing? Anybody need to know how to organize in this place? Yep. Yep. Don't mind. Don't mind. <laughs> Anyways, yes. So we see all these are always good things to do to start off the new year fresh. Great things to say, but sometimes it don't always pan out, right? A lot of people they'll say, "Yeah, my New Year's resolution is this," but um, the sad thing is, is just as quick as we started, we quit them. One good thing somebody said working out. You know, I've done it many times. You know, New Year's resolution comes around. I'm feeling good, feeling great, ready to get in the gym. You know, week started off the week strong, feeling good, feeling great. Then, you know, a month goes around. You know, I'm still in the gym, you know. And then maybe two months around, I go every other day, maybe every other week, once a week, something like that. And then I find myself on the couch every day of every week. Amen. Amen. But anyways... It's a 
same thing that we do with God. We start off strong, man, God is doing something new in me, God's touching me, God's healing me, God's doing all these crazy things. But we start to get on fire from him. But when we get in a state of, well, God's not doing anything new in me right now. You know, it's been a week since he answered my last prayer. It's been a month. All these things. And then we start to find ourselves getting lazy. True. You know, God's still moving whether he's moving in you or not. Come on. We get in this place of a slump that causes us to get lazy. And instead of focused on what God is doing with amongst his people, you're so focused on what he's trying to do in you. Come on. But it's just like, God is saying, I'm trying to do something in you. Come on. But you keep falling back. I'm trying to do something. Yes, I want to heal you. Yes, I want to do this. But I got something new in store for you. Come on, Sam. We can't get to this place of slumber every year. It's good. Brandon said it best, you know, we finished strong in 2023. Now it's time to start strong in 2024, amen? There is a gap, a big gap of who you are now and where you need to desire to be with God. There is a huge gap. And there's nobody in this room, including me, that can say, you know, can't even think, am I in the right place where God is wanting me to be? To take me to the next level. There's times where I'm thinking like. Man am I in the right position. Where God is wanting me to be. Or have I shifted. My vision. Have I shifted where God is leading me. Because of certain things I didn't like. The way the pastors spoke to me. The way I got corrected. Accountability is a big thing. We call that judgment now. I didn't know that. Come on Sam. But there is a big gap. Of where, from who we are now to where we need to desire to be with God. Good. We have this constant defeated mentality about ourselves. When something doesn't go our way, when some things go wrong, we forget that Jesus has blessed us with a thing called peace. Come on. I don't know if anybody knows the scripture, but in John 14, 27, it says, Jesus says this, peace I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. And when he says, I give to you, it's not, you got to pay a fee. You got to pay $20 before you get this peace. No, it's not that at all. <coughs> he says, I freely give it to you. Yes. And don't be fooled. I do not give to you as the world gives because we know that what the world gives is counterfeit to what he can provide. Amen. The world will give you counterfeit answers to your questions. The world will give counterfeit answers situate our solutions to your problems they don't last it's a constant going thing oh you you have this wrong with you you take this medication you, you have this wrong with you. you take this medication and it's a constant battle there's no sustaining in that i'm not saying if you take medication medication that's okay that's fine but i'm saying is it your personal source of safety is it your savior So don't let your heart be troubled, he says, or fearful. We walk around defeated too many times. When things don't happen the way we think they should happen, we start the year off strong, but what, ha what has happened from the end of 2023 to now? What has your life been like? Yeah. What have you done with your relationship with God? <coughs> Is it constant? Or is it every other day? Come 
or you probably haven't spent time with them, you probably waited all now to get fed. Elliot Bland, amazing pastor, somebody I look up to. He was here recently. And there's one thing that stuck with me. You know, he said a lot of stuff, but one thing that will stick with me for the rest of my life. He says, we as Christians don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. And when I heard that, it stuck with me. It's like, man, he's right. Because why? Because Christ already defeated death and the grave. Hell has no authority over us whatsoever. But what happens is when hell tries to break loose, we back out and act like we don't know the God we're supposed to serve. Come on. We don't know who he is anymore for some reason. It's time to stop backing down. It's time to uh, rise up because there are people that still need to be set free. There's people that still need to know that they are loved. And there's still people out there that need to know about the name of Jesus. It's good. We need to be that church. It's time to be the church that Jesus Christ has always desired. We can sing the song all day. Let us be the church you desire. Take us deep, my soul cries. Come on, though. Am I good out there? Feedback's good, feedback's good. All right. But anyways, we need to start, stop just singing a song and applying it to our lives. It's good. Amen. We can sing it all day and all night, but until we start applying it, it means nothing. And don't get me wrong. When the city needs us, we're their church. Yeah. We're serving. We're there. And if you're a volunteer, I'm going to say thank you. Because running a church cannot do it without you. Amen. But that's not the part, that's not the place I'm talking about. What do people see in you that represents Jesus Christ? What are you doing in your personal life, not outside of the church, outside of all that? What do people see about you? Do they see somebody who fights from victory or is trying to fight for victory? Don't let 2024 be the same old thing. Stop settling for everyday life and believe in more. Believe that God can do more within you. Believe God can heal your family. Believe God can do an amazing thing within your family. Amazing thing in your job, your finances, your situations in life. We got to stop settling for less so many times. But tell yourself, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. You haven't. So many times we get in this place of forgetting what God has done in our lives, we have this spiritual amnesia about ourselves sometimes where it causes us to stay defeated and down. But it's like, we got to get in a place where we got to remember what God has already done in us. There's not one single person that is in this room right now that hasn't seen God do an amazing thing in their life. That's why you're in this room right now today. So good. If you guys can turn to your Bibles. To Isaiah 43, 14. So in this story, I want to give you uh, some information about this. Those of you that are seasoned 
vets in the faith probably know who Isaiah is. But for the people who's not so sure, Isaiah was a prophet, a man of God, who was used to be a voice. A voice. And let me tell you where we are right now in this story with Isaiah. The Israelites, God's chosen people, have once again turned their backs on God. Forgetting who God is in their life. The same God who watched a man, God used a man named Moses to free God's people out of bondage in Egypt and parted the Red Sea so they could walk over. This is the same group of people that, that seen and heard about God using a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to lead his people to the promised land. And now, here we are again. God's people trapped in bondage by Babylon. And in this state, they have forgotten who the God that they serve. In this place, they have grown comfortable being in their bondage. They have grown comfortable with their new normal. They have grown comfortable with just doing the day-to-day -day life. Go to work, eat, sleep. Go to work, eat, sleep. Hopefully you do the rest of them too. Anyways. Starts right here. This is what the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, says. Because of you. And I want to stop right there. Um, last night, I was here right now, 9 o'clock, just trying to study, trying to focus for this morning. And I was rereading the scripture, and I was reading it, and it's, I stopped right there at because of you. God stopped me, and he started to remind me. He was like, because of you, I still choose, chose to forgive you. For all those times that you backslid, all those times that you've rejected me. Because of you, all these things, I, because of you, I love you. And I, I just I couldn't, under, uh, I couldn't describe what was happening, but it was just, God was trying to remind me of, he died because of us. That's right. He died because he wanted to, for us to walk in the freedom that he freely gave Because of you, he says, I will send an army to Babylon and bring them as fugitives, even the Chaldeans, in the ships in which they rejoice. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the creator of Israel, your king. Your king. When I read this, God talks to Israel the same way as he's talking to us right now. He says that I'm your redeemer, your king, your Lord, meaning we are never without his help. That's right. Amen. We are never without need, church. The times that we struggle, the times that we try and forfeit, who do you go to first? Do you go to the one that's given life? 
freely given? Or do you go to your friends first? Do you go to this first? Who do you go to first for your number one answer? Come on. For your questions, who do you go to first? Our King. This is our Lord. We are never without help. Redeemer. What does that mean? Buying back what is rightfully one's possession. One that has the ability to save those who do not have the ability to save themselves. There's no way of us saving ourselves in this time. There's no way we could make it out alive without our Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 This is the anger that holds us down when life hits us at every side. When confusion starts to set in, when difficulties uh, start to take place. He remains the same through generations though. The same God who split the Red Sea for thousands of people redeemed uh, redeems their freedom back is the same God who has the same power to redeem your freedom from your mind, your insecurities, and your doubts. Good. Let me tell you something, church. Don't continue 2024 with the same doubts that you've had back in 2023. Come on. Right. Come on. Maybe the reason why God hasn't revealed enough or showed you something is because you haven't let go of your doubts. You put more faith in what you're doubting than what you should be believing in. Come on. And so the Israelites, Isaiah is using God to speak and tell them, no matter what you've done, no matter how many times you've rejected me, I'm still going to choose you. I still want to be with you. I still want to be your, your creator, your king. Going in verse 18, he tells them, do not remember the past events. Pay no attention to the things of old. Look, I am about to do something new. Even now, it is coming. Do you not see it? Or your insecurities in the way? Do you not see it? Or your doubts in the way? Do you not see it? Or are your fears in the way? It's good. Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Rivers in the desert. God is doing a new thing. Let 2024 be the evidence to see people rise up. Let 2024 be the evidence God still moves. Let 2024 be the year earth encounters heaven. Come on. Yeah. Let your will be done, God, on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. That needs to be our motto every year. We don't want the same outcome every year. We want something new. We want something fresh. We want God to encounter us like never before. Amen. To the older generation, if you're still breathing, God still wants to use you. Okay. I was going to say nothing crazy. <laughs> I didn't say old people. I said older generation. You know? And to my students, to the Kids in the back, there is no age requirement for God not to use you to reach another. 
God is ready to show out and show off this year. All you have to do is believe. All you have to do is continue to keep that armor of God on. How many of you in this room right now is walking with your shoes of peace on right now? How many of you have walked out of your house without your helmet of salvation? We are at war, continuously at war. Amen. But when we continue, just like the pastors have been preaching, the full armor of God, it is so important. Want to know why you walk around defeating your head low? Because you don't have your armor on. Come on. There's a lot of people, a lot of Christians right now that walked into 2024 with no armor. And their gear already is turning bad. Not because it is bad, but because they haven't put on the helmet of salvation. Their mind is taking what the world is feeding them. Come on. We got to focus. You know, I continue to think about 2023 and, you know, Pastor Brandon, Pastor Jen, and Pastor Dawn been preaching just the different things. And it's so important that it leads up to year 2024 from being having a new mind, new mentality, the armor of God, all these things. It's so important. It's time for us to believe. I'm believing for a generation of believers to arise and wake up and wake up. I'm believing for change to fall off a generation. I am believing that there will be prodigal, home, prodigal sons and daughters coming home to the house of the Lord. I'm believing for an awakening of our nation, of our children. Any believers in the house today? Take the limitations off of God about what you doubt, doubt he can do because of things you have not yet seen. 2024, we will believe in the impossible. We will see heaven touch earth. We will see everything that starts to unfold in year 2024 because of why? Because we, knowing who God is, knowing the God we serve, we know no matter what goes on in our lives, we know one person that we can count on, and that is God, because he Amen. stays the same Amen. throughout all generations. Amen. Who says God can't do it? Who says God can't take a kid from the avenues to, to uh, preach to a younger generation that was just like him? Who says a kid from the avenues can't escape generational curses? Who says God can't do it? Who says you can't be loved? Who says you have no way out? Who says you will stay the same? If you know the God you serve, you know none of that is true. Come on. Because I've lived it. Lived it. It's good. Thinking about renewing your mind, you know, coming into year 2024, sorry, with a new mindset is you telling, you got to tell the devil he can't live rent free in your mind anymore. It's time to renew your mind and stay there. Don't let the enemy walk all over you. Don't let the enemy feed you discouragement. Don't let him feed you fear. Don't let him feed you any of that. God is needing a generation, a group of people, a remnant that isn't afraid to back to isn't afraid to stand up for what is right and believe in the impossible. Believe in what God can do. 
He's doing a new thing this year, church. It's time to believe. It's time to stop living an ordinary life. It's time to take the cap off. It's time to renew your mind for good. We're in a place right now um, that I believe that um, this year, Remnant Church as a whole is um, going to do new things, going to do uh, work for the Lord, but it takes a group of people, like I said, you know, uh, it's time to get in a place, a mindset to truly understand who God is for not all of us, but for your own, own life, for your own walk with him. Do you truly know what God can do in your personal life? So what you know, what he can do in your personal life can pour out into the church. Yeah. You know, when I think of last week, you know, Pastor Brandon being out, Jen being out, you know, Pastor Debbie being out, Nana not being able to speak, all these things, and, you know. Was I scared to, you know, try and run a whole church by myself? Not by myself, but, you know, come up here and preach? Absolutely. Uh, fear try to creep in, but um, I heard a good quote by a good man that says, you know, it's always good when you know who you are in, God, uh, who you are in Christ, you'll be ready in season and out of season. Amen. And so when fear try to when fear tried to crept in my life, my, I'd have take it and say, no, I'm ready. Yeah. Whatever you need me to do, Pastor, I, I'm ready. And so do I come up here still scared? Absolutely. But I know the God I serve, and I know that this word that is being spoken does not, will not turn void. I believe, I believe it in a church right now that takes what is being said and finds the life. We can walk, we can, we can come to the altars all day, but if we continue to lay whatever down and picking it back up and walking out the door, nothing will be done. No. Nothing will be changed. Yep. And we expect God to do something about it. He's trying to, but you keep picking up. Yep, come on. It's, good it's, time, to continue, it's time to continue our walk. We've already escaped Egypt. You've already left Babylon. It's time to truly tell yourself, I'm free. It's good. It's true. It's time to truly tell yourself, I'm letting it all go. Yeah. It's in the past. 2023 is gone. Yeah. 2024, there's a new horizon yeah. uh, for us. And so, like I said, if you could stand with me real quick, because <laughs> like I said. If Brandon and Jim want to come up here and share a word, they can. But I just want to say this. God has been too faithful for us to give up on him. So many times we find ourselves in a place of not being faithful to God. I know for me, for my, uh, for my experience, there's many times where I've lacked faith. I've not been faithful to God, but one thing I can say, just like I said, God remains faithful. In the midst of it all, in the midst of my unfaithfulness to him, 
to the midst of my doubts, in the midst of me almost rejecting him, God still shows up in the midst of whatever you're going through. He's faithful. And he understands where we're at. That's why he came down from heaven to live and to die. Live a life we can never live so that he died the death we should have. And there's, there's not a day that, go, that goes by that I can't think of enough and think about, wow, where would I be without him? Where would I be without Jesus Christ? Where would I be at right now if Jesus never stood, uh, never taken up that cross? So we got to truly understand and remind ourselves the God we serve, our King, our Redeemer, He's faithful, church. He's faithful. Amen. 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 It's, a good it's a good word. Good reminder. <clears throat> he saw me today and said, are you preaching? <laughs> I said, no, you are today. Samo. Um, I will tell you that God's still the same. Amen. You know what I mean? Like, I know we go through so many things and temporary things. Like I said last week, sickness, man, it hit our home hard. And we're still getting through it. You know, just breathing and stuff. And uh, all the stuff that we deal with here in Nurses say I've never seen RSV in adults. You know what I mean? Stuff that's so weird. And, but we get to we get to stand true to who we are in Christ. Yeah. Amen. And like Sam said, it's a new year. He's the same God. Yeah. He's the same God. If he, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he's the same yesterday, then you know. I know we don't dwell on the past. We do get reminded of what God has done. So if he pulled you out in the past, don't you think that what you're going to step into, he's going, he's going to provide anyway? You know what I mean? But we forget sometimes because we go through something and it tries to disrupt our thought pattern. And when it disrupts our thought pattern, we forget God did something in the past. And, and we even probably forgot that he did something just now. And so my prayer for you guys is that let God... Just let him continue to do something and, and don't don't forget what he's doing. I, that scripture saying you, you read, see I'm doing a new thing. I'm putting I'm putting roads in places that didn't have roads, I'm putting rivers in places that didn't have rivers. When we were over at the other building, that was like a, a staple for us in that moment. Because we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. We knew we outgrew a, a storefront, we knew we outgrew another storefront. And we knew we had to move, but we didn't know where or how or how that was even going to be possible. And God kept hitting us with this scripture. See, I'm doing something new. See, something's about to happen. See, I'm going to rip open these, these woods and I'm going to put in a, a pathway. I'm going to put in a, a river in places. Uh, church, if I, could, if I could just tell you one thing for 2024 in your life, it might feel dry and weary in the moment where you're standing, but hold still because water's coming. Water's coming to just gush it open and get ready. Get your boat ready. Get your paddle ready. 
rivers and, 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 and roads and, and, and roadways. What seems impossible is not impossible to God. It's impossible to me, but I'm not God. But we know that we serve a God of impossible. We serve a God of supernatural. 2024, like he's saying, let, let heaven and earth collide. It, it's the biggest war in, in, in history. It's perfect heaven with sinful earth. But what he's trying to do, like I said last week, stand your ground. What he's trying to do is he's trying to bring heaven to earth. And if you dwell with Christ and you call on the name of Jesus, and he is your Lord and Savior, then you, where you step foot, you bring heaven and earth. Every step I take is in the authority of God. I have authority. And I think you've got to know this for yourself because when you're walking in this life, not going through the motions, not wondering who did what and why they're still not and why this is still going on. If Christ dwells in your soul, then peace should be wrapped up in that. Amen. And every place you step your foot is holy. Yes. And so let 2024 be a holy place for you. That's right. Where you walk, it's holy. You claim the ground you walk on. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That's what the scripture says. So let's live out this thing. Let's walk out the salvation of the Lord. If he dwells within you, please tell your face you're a Christian. If, he, if you call on his name and you call yourself a Christian, then let 24 be the year you quit compromising your talk. You know what I'm saying? If he's in you and you call on him and you say he's Lord of all, then shut your mouth. Amen. You see, nobody likes that because I said it last week and it kind of disrupted people. But I think that's what he's trying to do, church. Because what we're so used to, if he's trying to do something new, like Sam said, he's the same God. You just got a different talk. Yep. We talk too much. Oh, I don't feel good. You always don't feel good. Who are you going to say now? Say something else. He's good. I can do this. You know what I mean? I, I think that's that, that shut your mouth thing <laughs> seems so aggressive. But the point God's trying to make is he's trying to say, quit talking your same talk. I'm trying to do something new in your life. Change your tune. Change your tune. Oh, I don't feel good. You, you're always around somebody that's just going to be wah, wah, wah. Change your tune. I mean, I don't know if you guys ever see that sometimes when you're around people and it's just like, yeah, I don't feel, no, I don't feel good. I feel worse than you feel. Like somebody's got to one-up you on not feeling good. Like, holy cow, I get it. Well, my dog's sick. No, my dog's sick because he ate the cat. That's why he's sick. Okay, you have a better story. Wow. In our minds, we just, because we, we linger. Man, I've had this bad cough. No, me too. And then 10 people cough. <laughs> what? You want to right now. You feel it in your soul. It's one cough right now. <laughs> Let it out. But you, I think God's trying to do something. And when I was looking at the sermon that I preached last week, I went back and re-listened to it. I really believe that God's trying to do something, not just in the church, but just in church in general. 
He's trying to walk down the aisle and disrupt every church in this in this world, and just disrupt the whole thing and say, "Listen, I got. Listen, stop. This is what needs to be said." God's trying to disrupt the establishment, and He's trying to change it up. I've never in my life walked down the aisle and just said, "Okay, I'm going to preach," and just been sick as a dog and leaning on a, a stool. I wasn't contagious. I'm just. I could have been just laying in bed. But God, yes. But God said, Brandon, come forth. And I think that's what we're trying to hear. Like, can we hear it? If he's the same God, is he saying Lazarus? But he's saying Brandon? And put your name in that place? But are you too cozy in your mess that you're just like, well, I'll just try another day? So we take God so easy for granted that when we're walking this life out that we just think we got another moment to give later. But he's trying to do something in the moment you have now. Can you be uncomfortable enough to help see somebody else say it? Man. Oh, you're good. I, I, I think that's what... When people are looking and asking about 24, can I just be real? Sit down for a minute. You know I'm almost talking. You know what's going to happen. I'm sorry, Sam. You stood him up too soon. We'll be done. You get to Ponderosa. Sam's by. I ain't going to talk long because I'm hurting. It's wrong. But something that's been firing in my soul, I'm tired of the way church is. I'm, I'm not bashing church, okay? Please, please hear me. I keep thinking about this very thing that Jesus Christ would have walked. Me and him had a conversation, but I have to walk Jesus in the room and tell him how we have church today. If you would walk into any other church in our city and around the place, all over the world, would we have to really seriously try to tell Christ how to have church? I think we get to a place where we're so consumed with the structure of it. And don't get me wrong, we need structure. Structure is vital. But the Holy Spirit is more vital. Amen. The breathing of the Holy Spirit. But too many times we're not having breathing of the Holy Spirit, we're having grieving of the Holy Spirit. And the problem we're having is nothing's breathing, but it's all getting grieved. And, and, and why is it getting grieved? Because we're going through the motions of church and nobody's falling on their face and seeking the face of God for him to do something great in our lives. We go through the motions and forgot to get our knees tore up so we can get on the face of, face of the Lord and just cry out to him. That he'll heal the land. Heal this land right here. Not because you're in need of something in a moment, but I guess the challenge for me and then you walking this thing out, just like I said last week, you want to see something, God do something incredible? Come to church early. Get here. Start praying. You know, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention, but did anybody come? Don't raise your hand. Don't point it out. But was anybody here early before 1030 just seeking a face of God and what he had in store for them? And I'm not just saying about this church. I'm saying in general, we go through the motions and we're missing why we even come to church. 
This is happening all over the world. Oh, hey, it's a new, new service. It's 2024. Now we got a new uh, sermon series in January. It's called this. And then, okay, well, now we're going to get into this. Okay, it's February. Now we're going to get into this. We're not going to get into this. Where's God? You guys got your structures real well. But where's God in it all? Where's the Holy Spirit? Where's the fire of God? Where's the oxygen that let the fire breathe? This ain't a trendy thing. This is a remnant of people that said, I'm gonna cry out to God, but I ain't moving until something happens. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep going. And then I think that's what needs to happen in your personal lives. Start at home. Start where it where it is in, in, individually, in your word, not just glancing through the scripture and you got a you got a scripture that just pops up because it was the, the verse of the day. Have you dug? Dug in deep? This is the stuff I keep thinking about as we as we get going because I know God's got some stuff in store for us as a church. We don't know what it looks like at times. I will tell you this as a church, for this guy right here, I ain't afraid. Whether I do it by myself or not, I ain't afraid to step foot and claim ground. I ain't afraid that I've only lived by faith and I can't go any further or anywhere else <coughs> but by living by faith. I can't. I, I can't just like kind of have all these ideas. I ain't even smart enough to have good ideas. I just keep going for what God has in store. But I tell you what God's been trying to say. He's been trying to say, get your mind right. I don't know if you noticed, but I'll, I'll post it on social media. Do you realize that since January 1st of 23, all the way up to when we just did what we did with the armor of God, we talked about the mind almost for 10 months? Is that crazy? That's so crazy. But God's trying to do something because I'll, let's just be real about it, church, in general. The thing that we're facing in our our. Our, our, our city and our, and our state and our world is mental illness. People are a mess. And so it's got to start with the ones that can call on the name of Jesus and have the word of God and start applying it. That's where it's going to start building strong because if, how, if the Christian can't get it together, how can anybody else? I mean, that's what people are looking at. But why do they look to us? Because they're looking to Christ. Why do they look to the local church? Because the local church should be a lighthouse for a city that points people to Jesus. That's all the reason we're here. Not for anything else. Why am I falling forward? <laughs> I'm like half busy. But, but, you know what I mean? And so I think that when we get this thing rolling and we get going and and with what God has in store for 24. Listen, church, it's going to be like something crazy. You realize God's got something in store, not just, not just individually, because I'm praying for all of you individually, but I'm saying corporately as a church. God's got something in store for this, this church, for this. And we're not here just to just be here. We're here with a purpose and on purpose. We're on the north end of this city, on the edge of a, of a highway, with the land we have and the building we have for a reason. We'll wear it out, and we don't care. We don't just do stuff just to keep doing stuff. You've already seen that. If God shuts a door, then the door is shut, and we keep moving. Do we feel bad sometimes? Yeah, but I can't make a door open. But I can keep moving. You see what I'm saying? And so I, I, I believe in this 24, as, as we get moving and get going, I'm just... Just, just shared my heart today because 
in the end, there, there's, some, there, there's probably going to be like sacrifices that we have to, to, to look in the mirror and realize, am I, am, I, am I making the sacrifices necessary? Do I want to see this church go past where, where it is today? Do I want to see my grandkids and the, and the younger generation that, that will sit later the next 20, 30 years and outgrow who we are? Do I want to invest in that? That's where we're going, church. Do you realize in the end, like for right now, that the stuff we got to get done in this house, for us to fully do what we need to do, I thank God for the people running the sound and the worship team and, and, and the way it sounds, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. We've got to get rid of these cell phones and get the cameras put in place. We, I have a desire to see it on the internet and on TV. Why not? Do you realize it's just a small payment a month that you can go on Fox and be on there? We just didn't have the right camera system to do it. We, they came to us and asked us during COVID to do it, and we couldn't because we didn't have the stuff. It's not that hard. It was already, it's already on the table, church. God. You see what I'm saying? But we got to get it ready. And so it's, it, it, it's a combination of things. And I'm saying this to you today because I'm trying to get you to think about everything in the whole. The church needs an update. In the general. If you look at any of the seats around you, there's more white chairs than there is the other ones. They're, they're, they're switching out because our chairs need updated. They're falling apart. I don't even know. Do you realize in December we started seven years in this room? Is that a sign? It doesn't even make sense. Seven years we've been in this room since December, the first week of December. We've been in church for 12 years, but seven of those years we've been in here. Now, I don't know how long it's been before that. And so like the, the getting the right lighting and the right stuff that we need and the sound system and the, the right lights and the right cameras and all this stuff, we've got to get this ready. This is the hub. This is where it's all going to go out. Yeah. From the front all the way to the back. We have to. So it'll be a sacrifice. And I'm praying about it, what it's going to look like for all of us individually saying, we'll invest in it. We'll invest in that to get the, to, to redo this room so it can be set just right so we can get this stuff grown the way it needs to. Invest in it so that the worship can go out further than just sitting in this room. They can hear those songs that God has given us for the last 10 years that they can get out of here and get out there and get in the churches and, and everything. It's just not just you. It's everybody that's a part. There's a lot of people not here today. There's people watching online. I'm trying to tell you, God's going to do something and cause us to make a sacrifice. Well, I don't know if I can afford it. You can't afford not to do it. We leave a legacy. I'm not going to go deep into it because it will come when we're going to challenge everybody and ourselves to say, what can we do to give? Here we are, church. And we, and we challenge ourselves, and then in the end, we're, we're scared because we feel like we can't. But please believe, go sit at your kitchen table with a pen and a paper and see how many subscriptions you apply to. And see what's important. You know how much stuff we give that we don't even, don't even matter? You know how much money we spend on drinks every week that we could be investing in the church so we could turn around? For long just. This is the stuff I'm thinking about because something's got to change. So we can go further. So we can get the parking lot done. So we can get the room done. So we can get the hallways done. So we can get the offices done. So we can get, and we got people in the church that are willing to work. I mean, it's not, that's not even it. 
It's just, it's, it's a financial thing that we have to look at. So I want you to pray with me of what God, what can, what can we do? I'm not just, I'm not going to, not just hope on, a, on some kind of thing. It's going to start in the house. I do believe that there's going to be people that are going to help invest in it. That don't even go to this church. I've seen it happen already. But I do believe also it's going to take everybody to give. To say, you know what, we're going to do this. Because we're going to see in 2024, we're going to see this whole thing transform in this room. We're going to see it reach further than we could ever see it reach. Listen, we're on a mission, church. And we're going to share the gospel everywhere. And we're not going to stop. And I'm not going to hesitate. We're going to go forward. You know who I'm praying for? All the people you know that don't go to church. That's who I'm praying for. That you get the boldness and the gut to just get them to church. We got empty seats with your friend's name on it. Your co-worker's name on it. They just don't know it yet. You know what I'm praying for? 24, the prodigals are coming home. Home. Back home. You know what else I'm praying for? That you have a willingness to take something off and put it on them. And take something off and, and put it on them. Because they're home. Don't forget, church. When salvation erupted in your soul for the first time and you experienced Christ and how that just over, overtook your life. Don't, don't get in 24 and get complacent with your life thinking that you've been, you're just a Christian. This is what we do. No, no, no. Have a passion that burns within your soul that keeps on burning inside of you. Just like the first day you met Jesus and the, and the, and the today's day. It needs to burn deep in your soul. Not just an occasional, well, yeah, I'm just a Christian. No, no, no. I'm a Christian that was bought with a price that from a God who died on the cross that lives inside of me. I shouldn't be here today in church. Yep. Anybody else in the room that shouldn't be here today? But by grace. But by His grace. Let me read it again and then I'm going to flip it back. <laughs> Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but delights in the law of the Lord, and, his, and in his law meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the river of water that brings forth fruit in all seasons, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. You want to prosper? Stay close to God. Stay close to what God is trying to do. You want to prosper? You're praying for your family? Stay close to God. And if your kids are living in your home and you are the parent, please parent them. Stay close to God. You want to see that? Stay close to God. Set a standard. Stay close to God. Bring your family close to God. Now, some kids don't live at home and they're, you know, I get it. But you stay close to God. Don't let their dysfunction disrupt your peace. You stay close to God. I mean, the only hope you have is what? It's found in Christ. And the other thing is, is that the, the, the seeds that you have ever sown will not go home with you. So 
Okay, I can give you hope for the lost ones that are not here today, and you have loved ones that are not serving God today. Look at me. Look at Sam. Look at some of us on the platform. Because somebody was on their knees for hours praying that I would get my crap in order. If I was just going to be real and say it like it is, get your crap in order. Anybody else live a crazy life? But God. And so here we are today, 2024, the first service. Sam, I'm glad you got to speak it, buddy. Keep on speaking, man. You, you've got a good voice, man. God's got gifted you with some, with some good thoughts. I told Sam, I said, listen, don't be like anybody else. You be you. God gifted you for you. Your, your personality, your humor, your, your, your heart, your love, your compassion, your, you know, that's, that's, it's not a sternness, but like that fire to give to God. Don't stop doing that. Keep preaching the gospel. Who cares? You ain't got nothing to lose. You got everything to gain. Somebody's got something to gain too. If we keep holding back, somebody's not going to gain the gospel. I, 2024, I mean, I feel it like this. It's time to start robbing hell. Like, get your mask ready. We get COVID mask and we're going to go in and steal something. We're robbing hell and snatching lives. It's time to start snatching lives out of hell. You know what I'm saying? We got family members and friends and, and co-workers and stuff. It's time to get your mask on and just go up in there and snatch them up out of hell. Get up. Get out. Let's go. What are you doing? What, what's going on? No, you got to go now. It's life or death. What would it be like if that was the case? Well, I don't know. Well, you know, he, he got, he got, he got, he got the ring system in his front yard. I mean, thinking of this spiritually, we, we hesitate so much, but your hesitation is causing them to slip further in hell. It could be the moment. It could be the moment because somebody snatched you up out of hell. Somebody, what they say, I helped lead them to Christ. Somebody helped lead you to Jesus. Who's that? Who is that today? God's trying to do something. He's trying to grow the church. He's trying to grow the church. He's trying to grow the church. You wonder where you are and trying to figure it out. Get on your knees. When you face up to God, have you face down in his presence. And get on your knees and watch what he will do. He'll speak to you. And then you'll find your purpose and your direction. More than ever before, guys, we're living in a time that is unreal. In our, in our, even in our government and everything, 2024 is going to be a ride of a lifetime, and it's not even good. But there's still a remnant that's going to rise up, and it's going to have the truth, and it's going to speak the truth. Now, I'm not just talking about remnant church. I'm just talking about a remnant of people all over the planet that's going to still hold the standard of God. That's you, church. That's all of us. I'm trying to tell you that he's trying to do something. He's the same God. He wants to do something great in you right now. And so we take it and we keep moving. The sickness doesn't own me. It's not my identity. Can I tell you, your sickness is not your identity, church. I don't know what you're dealing with or what your, your disease might be or what they've labeled you, but it's not your identity. You are bought with the price, with the blood of Christ. And by this strike, we are you. That's not your identity. Your failure is not your identity. 
Your lack of finances is not your identity. Your identity is in Christ. Just keep looking in the mirror, church, okay? And when you finally look and don't see yourself and see Jesus, there you are. Less of me, more of you. Less of me, more of you. It's a fight you have to have every day. This ain't just like, oh, I came to church and then I go do what I do all week. This is, I live my life for Christ daily. I will put on the belt of truth. I will put on the armor of God. I will stand. I will walk this out. And when I'm out and about, and I'm standing my ground, guess what I do? I look for the opportunity because I know I don't feel good and I know I got a purpose to get my medicine and get home, but I can't just be focused on me because somebody just might need to hear about Jesus today. So I, I think outside of the box. I look for the opportunity. I'm blessed because I can be a blessing. So I'll, I'll look for it. Even if I don't feel good and I'm good. And I might be irritable and I got all this medicine in me and I feel fidgety. I still got to focus through all of that chaos and know that God can still use me to do something and save somebody and pull them out of hell. Just in that moment. I think that's where we're going to get to, church. We're just constantly on the look. What am I doing? How is my personal life doing? Check those boxes. Sam started the whole thing with the resolution. Check the boxes. Am I faithfully reading and spending time with God? If that's not been the case, it needs to be the case now. That's where that starts. Am I faithfully sharing the gospel? If that's not been the case, it needs to be the case now. Even if I haven't before, but how many people this year that I, I got a list of names that I, I've been working on and praying over it. I'm praying that that list that you just now get ready to create this week, that they get to find Jesus Christ. Write it down, make it plain, church. Am I faithful to the house of God? Am I faithfully tithing and giving? If I haven't been, I need to be now because that's God's obedience. So I need to start getting this stuff lined out. It's my kids following after God. If they have it, they need to be now. Church, I'm just trying to give you some ideas of in yourself. Can I help set you free? Please, just continue to be the parent. If you have children, don't let them run over you. Why are we making deals with kids? Well, I told you, but if you're good, I'll give you this. If you're good, I'll give you this? When are you... What is going on in our society that we don't discipline our children anymore? I'm just trying to tell you in all areas. God's trying to line up the whole church. And it talks about it throughout the Bible. Get the whole thing in order. Quit making deals with the kid. Because they play you like a, a fiddle. Just do what's right. And let that consistently happen. Because discipline's not for your children, people with kids. Discipline's for you to discipline your children. I told you to sit down. And they don't. What do you do? You go back and sit them down. But if you don't consistently tell them what you have said, guess what happens? They run over your life. I'm not trying to be mean or nothing, and I'm just being real. That we have too many people and kids running around not being disciplined at all. And it's not their fault, it's yours. The parent. So it, it all starts at home. You know, that's why God's always about the church and about the home and about the bride. Get the home in order and start watching this thing unfold. 
It's not going to be built today. But please believe. You don't have to make deals and throw different things out to see if a kid's going to apply it or not. Or if you're good, well, well, and you're walking on angels chasing them around. I said sit down. But we got parents now acting like the kids are going to make a phone call somebody. Call CPS. Please. You know what I'm saying? We got, we got kids controlling the whole thing. The kid needs to come in order with the, the word of God with the parent. And the parent needs to come in order with the word of God and God himself. Because if that's not in order, then that's not in order. And then what do we stand on? We don't stand on anything. We just say, well, the system got crazy and everybody's redirecting. Redirecting. Timmy hit Johnny in the mouth with his toy. So we'll give Johnny or Timmy another toy to play with over here by himself. How about Timmy and Johnny go sit down? And when Timmy and Tommy and Jenny get home, we're going to have a talk. Me, myself, and my foot. How many of you grew up back in the day when they said, I'll tell you, you'll get when you get home? How many of you remember, remember those moments? My gosh. But see, kids have buttered up the parents and, and act like they're doing sweet stuff and then redirecting them. Now we got kids redirecting parents so they can throw them off so they don't remember that they need to go home and get whooped. <laughs> and then the parents are like, oh, they're acting so good right now. Oh, oh, oh. Hold up. You forget that Timmy hit Johnny in the mouth. <laughs> you know, he's just struggling. He's got a little bit of this, and we got to get him his pills. No, he needs a good pill. There's one right here. You, you see what I'm saying? We forget. I'm not saying that. <laughs> you ever heard like, what the heck is this? Listen, there's a scripture in the Bible that's talking about spare the rod. Is there a scripture about that? Or did they pull that out too? The point I'm trying to say is we have to get to the Word of God and we got to do our best to help our kids. I get it. Sam and Sam has a hard job. And, and Sharon has a hard job. Because these kids, these teenagers, what they experience in one day out of public school is unreal. Unreal. And I pray for them daily. And so trying to figure that out, that's why it's so important. The house of God is so important. That's why the local church is so important. That's why getting involved in a youth program and in a kids program and all that is so vital. Getting involved in a church is so vital. They have nowhere to escape. And then too many times parents are overwhelmed with trying to figure out how to help that they just shut them out and just say, just go to your room or, or here, here, go, go watch something on your tablet or this and that. We have turned... All the social media and all the YouTube and stuff into babysitting programs. Let's get in the Word of God. Let's pray over our kids. Let's try to get them the help they need. Because 2024, God's trying to rally the, the church together. God's trying to rally the family together. Because we're going to need each other to get through what God has in store. Amen? You good? Okay. Was you reading something? I saw you. Look, he's flicking something back here. Okay, stand with me. We're going to pray. Is that okay? Like, I just wanted to share my heart. Same God, Sam. New Year. He's good. His faithfulness 
Man, he's so faithful. We, we, we serve a good God. How many in this room are dealing with some form of sickness? Raise your hand. I'll be the first. Okay, not everybody, but some people. Absolutely. How many in this room know somebody that's sick pretty bad right now? Yeah. I will say on the side note, please keep the Justin and all them in your prayers. They used to come to our church. And if you don't know and you've lived under the rock, um, they got hit, um, I think, head on. They, I think the day after like their Christmas break started, it was, I think they might have went to maybe go see Christmas. Like, they were just enjoying time and some kid hit them. And it has literally disrupted their entire lives. Um, Briley, I think she's the worst right now out of all of them. And thank God there's been some great things that have happened where they've replaced because they were trying to say they were going to take her legs. Right now, she's getting some kind of form of gangrene or some stuff happening in her foot and her feet. And so we're, they're talking about her toes. And, but we're praying for a miracle for their lives. Um, because honestly, let's just be real about it, they could have been your family. You know what I mean? You could have just been driving down the road. I thought about my daughter just going back and forth to work. Doing her own thing, staying, staying in her lane, doing her thing. Somebody come flying around. Could have been any of us. But let's be praying for that family. And the grandma and Paula. And their, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's deep, guys, with what's going on with that. And then in the house, there's a lot of people sick. There's people that are um, older that have dealt with some serious stuff in their chest. And, you know, we just got to get ourselves ready. Be ready in prayer. Stay ready in prayer. Try to get your health in order. I said it again last week. I said it again this week. I said I'm fighting for Sunday. I'm going to get to the house of the Lord. I'm going to get myself locked in. I'm not waiting to get in the word. I'm not waiting to get in prayer. I'm doing it all now. But I'm going I'm to fight to get here with the, with the saints. I need to get here with the saints. There's something about gathering with the folks. Lifting up the name of Jesus together. Lifting each other up and, 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 and pushing people, pointing them to Jesus. So let's be praying for this, this sickness that has captured our stinking city. And for that family and their lives. Because there's a lot going on. And praying for just the lost loved ones that need Jesus. I'm praying that these seats are getting filled. I ain't playing around with that. We're going to rob hell. And I think there's crazy enough people in this room that are going to jump on board with me. Because I ain't afraid of it. We're going to do whatever it takes. We'll do anything short of sin to reach somebody, to grab them out of hell, and do whatever we can to share the gospel. It's not aggressive. It's not that. It's, it, it's, it's meek. It, it's, it's that peace of God. And guess what it does? It breaks every yoke of bondage over somebody's life when you can just share the love. It's the Christ that lives within us. So please note today as we leave that you have the authority. If Christ dwells within you, the same power raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. My God, you have the authority to do some great things. So let's, let's, let's be standing on it. Oh, I hope you feel better. No, let's stand on his word by his stripes for you. Let's stand on His Word that we can we can pray and we can believe that healing can take place. You don't need you don't need certain people that can just maybe pray. If Christ lives in you, you have the power to set them free too, because it's Him that lives in you. 
So walk in the authority that God has given you to speak the truth, to pray over people, to cast it out. We're afraid to be casting stuff out because you watch too many scary movies. God's looking, 2024 is going to disrupt the whole house. He's looking for the people to stand up and live this thing out for real. Here we are. God, thank you. Thank you for this house. This first year. Thank you for the words that gave. God, here we are. You're the same. What we need to be doing. And the position we are. Because you've already won the victory. Thank you. God, I pray. You touch the people that are not feeling well in this building. I pray that you touch Justin and his wife Paula and their children and the grandma. As they're laying in hospital beds still. Trying to fight for their lives. God, enough's enough. Pray you heal them. God, you, you, you split open a sea and cause people to walk on dry ground. God, I, I, I believe you can rearrange some intestines to flow correctly and blood to flow correctly to open up the, the, the flow, God, so that they can fill their feet and fill their stomach and go to the restroom the right way and operate the right way, God. I pray you touch them, God. And God, anybody that's dealing with chest and dealing with sickness in this room or have any kind of diseases or stuff they're struggling with that's been going on for years, God. God, we stand on your word. 2024, God, we don't have any other option but to say by your stripes we're healed. By your stripes we stand on what your word says, God. And God, we stand and, and we stand in agreement, God, for each other in this room, God, that we're healed, God, that, that we can walk this thing out, God. Touch our bodies, touch our minds, touch our hearts, God. God, give us the boldness, God, in that. God, just to stand. God, and nobody else can lay hands on us, God, that we don't have to just anoint ourselves with oil, God, and, and declare the word of you, God, over our own personal lives today, God. God, I thank you for what you're doing, God. And the ones that are not here today that, have, that are not feeling well as well, God, as they're at their home, God, I pray right now you put a hedge of protection around them, God. You touch them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, God. And every person in this room that is connected to somebody that does not go to church and does not know you, God, we're going to serve the devil and notice real quick. We got their names and we're coming to get them. And so you can't have them, devil. We got their names and we're coming to get them. So get ready, devil, because we're going to put our mouth gone. We've got to rob hell and take names. God, we thank you for what you're going to do, God, as we start praying for those lost ones, God, and we're seeing the church erupt, God, with salvation, God, and the people erupt, God, at the workplace, at home, and all kinds. They can hide all they want, but they cannot hide from the presence of God and from the glory of who you are, God. God, I thank you for what you're going to do, God, and all of us, God, this year. I pray you protect us, God. And tonight, God, I pray you give us the best sleep we've ever had, God. Give us dreams. Give us visions, God. Let us walk boldly, God, into Monday, God. Let us walk with a, with a, a pep in our step, God, because we are ready to take on what you have for us, God. We choose to stand our ground in 2024. In Jesus' name, amen.